0: This is not the podcast to be listening to in the car with your kids. Um, it's definitely not PG. Maybe a conservative grandmother or mother wouldn't exactly appreciate the language because I cuss a lot. Sorry, not sorry. But I do hope this brings you a little LOL moment. Makes you think, honey, roller coaster of emotions. Hold on to your nipples. We're about to enter 30 Paws. <music> Thank you so much for just joining me and doing this. This is like really a full circle moment. And it's so, and I started watching your YouTube and I was like, okay, first of all, anybody who can build like this, (laughs) I'm already, I'm already in it. Like I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm following. I'm, I want to know methods. The only thing of when it comes to like construction building experience that I have is like building sets in theater and I learned a lot of that and a lot of like um you know knowing and understanding different saws and what they do and things like that. And so I was just so intrigued because even though I was learning something new, I knew that I was just like, I'm not gonna go build a Hollywood flat just for funsies. Um I'm an actor. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. but I, I appreciate the carpentry and, you know, all of that, that goes into it because, um, a lot of times I think when people find out that I was a theater major, that is my background and that then turned into my career, they just think like, Oh, well that's fun. Mm -hmm. You know? And a lot of times I'm like, yeah, it's fun, but it's actually like hard work. And you would be amazed how many careers you can get out of just being in the industry. You don't have to be on stage. Like, I mean, I worked with amazing carpenters and set builders and lighting designers and people who just amazed me with their talent. So when I was watching you on YouTube, I was just like, Oh, she's building, building. Like (laughs) this is a full blown van build out. So I kind of want to start from the beginning of like, where did this idea come from? What made you make this choice? I mean, just start from the beginning.
1: I think that the beginning really started last year. So, well, years ago, of course. But I've always just liked the idea of traveling. And it seemed like over the past, like, five years, that world just became so much more accessible to me Uh because I saw people doing it. And that's because of the Internet and Uh I... I traveled to China and Taiwan for work, and I just saw, like, the idea that I could do this by myself. Like, it doesn't have to be a catered trip. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just started taking trips by myself and came up with the idea that either I needed to stay in my job and have enough money to travel, or I needed to walk away from it before it really, like, hooked me in, (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I just got to this point where it's like either I need to walk away from this job or I'm going to end up retiring from this company at like 65. Yeah. And I knew I w- was going to go full speed ahead in one of those two directions. And I ended up choosing to walk away and travel. And I quit my job last February. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So the day after they declared it a pandemic was my last day of work.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And I, there were a few, the weeks where I'd put my notice in, I could have um, like asked them if I could stay and all of that could have happened, but I chose just to go forward with it because none of us knew that this was going to stick around as long. Like now we can see that it's definitely a big issue, but we just didn't know. Mm -hmm. And my plan was to travel around the whole world and I had saved up enough money that I knew I could do that for a year or two and then Mm -hmm. probably go back and get another job. But it just um, was crazy because that just isn't something that I could have done last year safely. No, no. Um, But I ended up selling my house and moving forward with all the plans that I had. And then in June, I really started to travel and kind of like feel things out and Mm -hmm. see how it was going. And I kept doing like short trips or, you know, a week or two and just traveled through the year. And when I looked at 2021, I just wanted a bigger goal. And I knew I still couldn't travel internationally. And I thought... Um, one area that I had done a lot of research in is through hiking, so like hiking okay. the Appalachian trail. And um, all of my experiences backpacking <laughs> don't seem to go as planned. So I decided <laughs> my second best choice would be to travel and road trip across the country. And since I just couldn't do that one thing, I decided that to get myself to all the corners of the country, I would challenge myself to see all of the national parks this year and that resulted in building a van because i decided the easiest way to get there would be in a van which functions really as an rv
0: right right and so what motivated you because my podcast is a lot about like a lot of um you know changes and things and yes i'm a total goof troop and i like joke around and talk about very you know um, fun things, and I don't. I don't try to get too deep. But sometimes, you know, it really, it actually derived from, you know, really kind of pausing and understanding that, like, okay, my life. I'm thirty something years old. Like, I'm either gonna go left or I'm going right, and I need to actually just like pause for a second and make a choice and figure out what truly is best for me in my life and my happiness. And mm-hmm. so I feel like you had a 30 pause moment. I feel like you had a moment where you're like, okay, well I can work at this company and save enough money and take, you know, these two week trips or whatever, or I can quit this company, save this money and actually go fall out, you know, travel. And you chose mm-hmm. the latter, which I think is so courageous and amazing and so how did you get the inspiration of like knowing that not only is the van life going to be a better option, but also where did you get all of these building skills? And is this like your career or background? Because I was like, Oh honey, this is HGTV. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm very, I was like, I'm in it. And then I'm like, I'm watching HGTV right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I definitely had the 30 pause moment. When you started the podcast, I really liked that title because it was just this moment where I don't have kids and I'm supposed to have a job, get a house and have a car, like a nice car. And I had gotten a new car a few years ago. I already owned a house and it was to the point where I started to get um, raises at work and new responsibilities and all that stuff that made me think this is why people buy bigger houses and they continue to get more things. And is yeah. that really what I want? Because they're not necessarily building more money. They're just spending money on more things to make them happy and all the stuff. And it's just not the path I wanted. I, yeah, I know.
0: Ooh, Laura, and- I'm going to pause you right there because that I felt that in my soul, like felt that in my soul. We, that, because I feel like that is what, society and other people do. So we think that we should be doing those things because that's what they do, but Mm -hmm. that's their life and their journey. It's not, it's not ours. It's not yours. Even our journeys are different, you know? And it really made me think a lot. I thought a lot, I think
1: through everything a lot. (laughs) I'm not very good at quick decisions at all. And I really thought about it in the sense that if I keep this job, I will be quote unquote successful and and probably already was. And everybody would look at my life and see that I'm successful because I have a house and a car and a, a good job. And it's it was really, that was one of the harder things to walk away from because I went and I knew I wanted to start a YouTube channel and travel. And that just doesn't have any immediate gratification <laughs> like it's just a hard road to trek, and yeah. like you have to plan all the travel yourself and then you show the video and it's just such a fast thing that other people see but it took weeks to plan oh yeah and work it, yeah it's
0: work. social media yeah. work it's I, crazy. I I've stressed it in previous episodes but people don't understand it is a part time job yeah. and it can be a full time job, like if you really go deep with it. But okay. yeah,
1: yeah, you would laugh if you saw me trying to figure out TikTok and I, oh. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> and it just, I'm still trying to post it's like so at least every other day. But gosh, TikTok, I just feel it's so TikTok.
0: TikTok is the hardest social media platform I have been trying to figure out I think it's just the millennials in us where I'm just like oh okay I'm sorry if I can't get this in under 10 minutes like I don't I can't I'm I I have other things to do you know what I mean like I could be doing other things like I please stop and don't make me do it and all these little dances I have this whole thing about TikTok where I'm just like oh my god Okay, good for you, but I don't think TikTok is my journey. I'm trying, but like I just I can't, you know, and especially being someone who has a performing arts background and a dance background and things like that. I'm like, that's not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that does not count. That does not count. You are moving your upper body. Too much body—lower body, upper body—all you're doing is moving your arms. That is not dancing. Yeah, I have this whole like, and it, you know, I just might as well just grab my moo and my glasses and just you know have a cup of coffee or something because it sounds like I'm you know this golden girl, but I really uh TikTok's hard, so I, I understand your pain there.
1: I think that that's going to be your TikTok. I think that you should do uh, everybody's videos in your moo with your coffee and glasses.
0: Yes, all I mean is just a, like a line of robes. That's my 30 pods like merch. <laughs> I have so many like 30 plus merch ideas. I just want to do a line of very comfortable, practical robes. <laughs> Everything's stretchy. <laughs> everybody, everybody get on your 30 plus robe and just do you. That's what I want everyone yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, okay, so so we're going back and we're thinking the van build out and mm-hmm. what you, the accessibility from what I know, what I'm watching on Laura on the move on YouTube, Mm -hmm. everybody needs to follow, subscribe, like, follow, subscribe, all those things. Laura on the move. Um, so the van build out, what did you read other blogs or did you find other YouTube videos that people did this? Like what, motivated you to be like oh this is this is my this is going to be my gig
1: yeah I did watch other youtubers for sure looked at what other people did and then I Uh really scaled it back so a lot of van builds like this have solar panels attached to the top and huge water tanks and water heaters and showers and all this stuff that I just decided would be more of a hassle Uh mm-hmm So I knew I wanted to start and I um, start my videos looking for a van and that was, is comical even for me to watch. And so once I had a van, I made a layout and then I think the set designing is actually a good analogy because I knew I just wanted the whole thing to be covered in wood, painted white and then everything else, as long as it's like functional, those, if you just paint everything white and make it functional, it'll work. And that's really what I did.
0: It looks amazing. I mean, you even added a, a little backsplash to your location <laughs> like area. And um, the toilet and, I mean, the gray water and understanding and knowing, like, how what's the easiest way to get fresh water in there and all of that stuff. I mean... How long? I mean, 2020 was quite a year for us all, that's to say the least. But like, did you just take 2020 and really map all this out? Or how long did it take you to do this?
1: Oh, no, I it was the beginning of the year, like 2021, when I decided that that for sure would be my plan. OK. And then. Wow. I, yeah. And so in January, I was both researching national parks and the van build process and starting to look for a van. Okay. So in mid February, I bought the van and in mid April, I finished it. Finished Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So in 2020, you quit your job the day before, you know, it was declared a uh, global pandemic. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that makes you feel all sorts of fuzzy feelings inside. And so you decided that, did you, and you sold your house, did you back in with your parents?
1: No, I moved in with my girlfriend, Courtney. And so I got to stay in Fort Wayne, which was really awesome. And like the week after I moved in, she started working from home. (laughs) Okay. So I moved in with two cats and the next week she started working from home. So- it was definitely like quarantine 2020 moment. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we, we love Courtney. Got, thank God for Courtney. Yeah. Right. Yep. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you really just, what did you do? And if anything I'm asking is like too much, but I'm just so curious about your whole thought process and journey and how this kind of all came to fruition. But what did you do? in 2020 then did you go back to work did you were you able to find something remote like since you kind of were in this weird stage
1: yeah I just didn't work so (laughs) I, I guess would be the best way to say that um I planned out different trips and I knew in starting the YouTube channel I needed to do something to like practice and really try the traveling so it was June and I actually came down to the Smoky Mountains Okay. Which is where I'm at now. Uh, so it feels like a full year for sure. And I just did different hikes and different types of videos. And I think I ended up putting out five videos from that trip. And they're all like super shaky and overexposed and all kinds of fun stuff you get when you're just starting out.
0: Your camera work is actually impeccable. Like, but keep going. Yes, keep okay. going.
1: Maybe not on the first couple videos, but I appreciate <laughs> I'll take the compliments. Um, <laughs> And then I actually had a plan to hike the Colorado trail. So a lot of my inspiration for not doing what I'm supposed to do in life, what everyone else has decided came from researching and really getting to know the hiking community, not Mm -hmm. personally, but just online. And so I was going to try that out by doing the Colorado trail, which is 500 miles in Colorado, just gorgeous. And, i had everything ready to go courtney and i flew out to colorado she like left me at a trailhead like that's how it's supposed to happen (laughs) but i remember like seeing her drive off and knowing that i wasn't supposed to see her again for like 500 to walk 500 miles and it was just crazy and Honestly, that everybody's like, you should have tried it first. That really was trying it. You know, it wasn't 1,200 yeah. miles. And I lasted, I think, two and a half days. And then I got sick. And luckily, I had friends who were in Colorado who could come pick me up. And instead of hiking and going back to the trail, I rented a car and did a week long road trip around Colorado. And I wow. think, that, yeah. And I think that that is really when I started to just enjoy thinking through the process of making videos. And I went to all four national parks in Colorado. And I just, like, being able to plan a video and then start the day filming it and then tell a story throughout the day and then end it. Like, it really started to come together while I was on that trip. And I'm sure that that's part of the reason why I'm here. And then I just kept planning more and more trips. Like Courtney and I went out to South Dakota. I'm trying to think of what else we did. And then I knew I wanted to be home for the holidays. And since it was the year that it was, I stopped traveling like mid-November and I just did different videos. Um, like I did a video on running, running every day in December and just Uh tried out different things before deciding on my goal for this year.
0: I love that because sometimes you just have to like do it to understand that "Mm, that's not my path, but I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this. What I'm hearing is that you just continuously had an open mind of like figuring out what's going to be your thing and what's, what is the next plan. What I absolutely despise the most from actually anybody, whether this is an employer asking me or whether this is my grandmother asking me is people always want to know, what's your five-year plan? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honey, I'm, I'm quarterly here. Like <laughs> the, I, have, I have quarterly goals yeah. like for myself. I don't know where life's going to take me next year. I don't know where I'm going to be next year. I don't know where I'm going to be two years from now, let alone five, you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's such a awful question. I think I, I despise it so much because life is unpredictable, you know? And when we make a plan, God laughs. So it's like, why are we even like, I'm just doing what feels good to me. I'm doing what is like intuitively like right with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love that because you kind of, you took the, you took 2020 and you were like, from what i'm hearing you were like okay i'm going to try this eh, that's kind of not my thing i'm going to try this i mean what a fantastic position to be in
1: really yeah, yeah i know? had a really i had such a good feeling when it came to that like anniversary when i quit my job it just felt mm-hmm. so good to know that i had made it through a whole year i still yeah. had the finances to keep traveling and i had done like actually started the YouTube channel which was really intimidating to me at the beginning and now it just feels good to be able to share trips and show other people like the van build show you like that if you wanted to you could go do it or you could just enjoy that I did it and feel that sense of accomplishment too
0: yes I'm gonna go with the latter I'm gonna enjoy that (laughs) you did it (laughs) I you know I I never say never but I was discussing with my mom because she was just like, she's such a fan, Laura. Like, Tracy is bottom line, the one of your biggest fans, I promise you. Oh, that she's makes
1: like, am so happy.
0: Yeah. She's like, have you watched Laura's new video? <laughs> it's up. Like, no, I'm, I'm like two or three behind, you know? And yeah. so instead of like, I'm such like, again, I'm calling myself out in my golden girl isms, but I love Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. And I love that. That is my, my downtime. Like, I love trivia. I live for it. Like in my goal, like one of my life goals is to, like literally to be a game show host. I'm not kidding. Like mm-hmm. I would just freaking love it. I know I would have just such a good time. That's that was me. So I'm like, okay, well we just skip Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, and we just go straight into like binging two or three of your videos. And it, I'm telling you, I'm telling the 30 pause audience, I'm telling everybody, it is literally so impressive. How okay? Your dad had to teach you a lot of that. I know your dad has always been, and for people obviously that don't know Laura and myself, we grew up together. Basically, yeah. I've known him since we were like what nine years old, yeah. something. For
1: sure. I mean,
0: we were kids. We went to the same church. We went to the same school mm-hmm. all throughout elementary, middle, and high school. So I've known this woman forever. We've just recently reconnected, and mm-hmm. so. Um, for me, I just was like, okay, her dad has, I know her dad always did that sort of stuff. So did he, I mean, I'm sure he had a lot of input in things in the creation of this. I
1: I pulled him in on the input. So I made the plan and you would ask about my background and tools. My job that I left, I was actually a hand tool buyer and that was pretty closely with power tools. And so I actually had experience with companies and hand tools and I don't know, getting to know tools and the behind the scenes on how power tools work and all of that fun stuff. So it was really a familiar area. And then my dad has a tire store and he had room in his shop for me to actually pull the van in and work on it. So when I would get there... Oh, it's so cool. And I would get yeah. there later in the day than he appreciated. Not that it was his van, but I'd roll in at <laughs> nine or nine thirty and right. start the day. And whatever the problem was for the day, I would usually talk through it with him and say, you know, oh, I right. want this to happen. I think I have everything for it. Like, and we would just kind of problem solve, whereas other things like we talk about it and then I did most of the work and luckily he was there to help me like hold the ceiling boards up and different things like that. So it was yeah. really nice to have him but I know that the knowledge and skills that I have and familiarity with tools helped a whole bunch.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you were you were a I'm sorry, what was your position again? What did you do?
1: I was the buyer. So um, I managed the inventory of hand tools that we would have in eight different warehouses that uh, all the stores would buy from.
0: Okay. Got it. Hardware all right. Things, so, yeah. Hardware. Yeah. yeah. So that obviously that background really, really helped. So good for mm-hmm. you. That's awesome. So once once you decided you were on the road, I mean, I feel like if I recall, watching on your YouTube, you kind of had everything like written down and planned as in a timeline. Like I'm going to be traveling here around these dates and I'm going to spend two or three days in this park and I'm going to be, how did you even get that started? Because if I look at that as a whole, like I'm immediately intimidated.
1: Yeah. I, my first step was to break it into smaller pieces because that's Mm -hmm. more manageable. So I have it broken down right now into like Four or five different smaller trips. Right now, I'm working on the East Coast parks, so I just spent uh, too many days in Florida. <laughs> Gosh, it's it's hot. I
0: spent 15 <laughs> years in Florida. I'm good. We amicably broke up, and I, I won't find myself ever moving back. Hot, hot.
1: So hot. I think I was there for 15 days, but (laughs) it was enough. Um, And then I was just, I just left uh, Everglades a few days ago, just as like the gas pandemic situation happened, panic more. And so it's like, I need gas because I need to get north where it's cooler.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I woke up the other day and I was like, why is everybody freaking out about gas?
1: And then it's like, I need it more than anyone else because I don't belong here. <laughs> um, but it was you really
0: you, and all of, you know, um, supply chain management industry. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, everybody's yeah. just calm down. So Which, you got the heck out of Dodge there. I did. Like, and, I'm so everyone, and I'm out of Florida.
1: I'm out of Florida. I'm working on all the East coast right now. And then I'll go home for a while and finish up those videos. And that's the easiest place to like have good internet and least expensive place to be, of course. And then I'll head out on like the Northern parks. So up in Michigan, they have Isle Royal and different parks like that. And then somehow I have to plan an entire trip to Alaska And I think I might be doing that in July. And then I'm going to head out west for like August, September, October, November. I'm going to do all of the parks in the entire (laughs) western U.S. (laughs) You Um, know what,
0: though? I feel like the fall is the best time to do that. I can't imagine hitting up Arizona in the middle of July. Right. And
1: I'm hoping to be there in like November And I Mm -hmm. there's definitely some parks like Glacier and the parks in Washington State that I want to hit in the summer. But it'll be nice after school gets back in session everywhere to go to some of the other parks, too.
0: So is it I mean, what is the national I know? Okay, so I've been to a few national parks, but obviously this is not like my journey and my goal, but I, I do appreciate them. And I think it's so cool that you're like, I'm going to hit up all national parks. Sometimes I feel like when especially our generation, when we are like, Oh my God, I want to travel. We're immediately thinking outside of the country. Mm -hmm. And I mean, hello, I'm going to Italy in November. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of (laughs) here. Yeah. So I'm out of here. Like, um, but, um, you know, it, it, I really think that, you know, the United States has so much to offer and we don't even like, it's a big country and we actually, we don't really think about, you know, Hey, I've never seen the grand Canyon. Like Mm -hmm. I want to see the grand, like that's one of the, you know, what is it? Seven, eight wonders of the world or something like that. Like I've Mm -hmm. never experienced that. And I definitely, that's on my bucket list, you know, like there's things that I think a a lot of people in want to put on their bucket list that, but they omit the United States, the country we actually live in. And it has so many beautiful spots and Mm -hmm. uh, places and national parks and things like that. So my question is what, I mean, Mm -hmm. I know, I get a sense that you've always enjoyed hiking, but what was it with the national parks? Like what specifically, was it just like one day it was just like, yeah, I want to hit up the United States and all the national parks, or was it after a hike or what kind of that idea of the national parks thing came about? Because that's the biggest, that is, that's huge. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of national parks in this country.
1: Yeah. There's 63 parks. And when I looked at, I wanted to do a road trip across the country and that's just such, that's just not focused enough for me. I wanted it to be a bigger goal because if you just say, I'm going to do a road trip across the country, do I just drive to California and drive back? Do I do a big loop? Do I try to drive to every state? Like, and how long would that take? And I knew I wanted the goal to take till the end of 2021 because I am hoping to travel internationally also (laughs) after that. And So I had a finite end to the goal and I knew I wanted to do a road trip. And it just, to me and my experiences made sense to just use the national parks as an excuse to really drive almost everywhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, what are some things that you didn't expect positive or negative Um, that you would like to share on your journey thus far?
1: I think the biggest one for me is I was so focused on building the van and Mm -hmm. getting in it and starting my trip that I didn't take time to like emotionally understand what it would be like to just Mm -hmm. jump in and drive away. (laughs) And it really hit me when I was jumping in and driving away that I'm now trying to live in a van. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard because all of my research is YouTube, just like you've watched my videos or Instagram. And I know just from making YouTube videos that that can be a really clean cut version of what happens. Of course. (laughs) It's not interesting. Like the van build, I tried to show my frustration at certain points because I didn't want people to think that it was like super easy and that things came together in 10 minutes. Cause it just wasn't that way. Yeah. And I know that most people do like van life, like hashtag van life and say that it's super easy and fun. And just, you always have the doors open and an amazing view. And I knew it wouldn't be like that. And I knew that my channel on YouTube wouldn't be focused on that like van life approach. But I have to tell you the first week in the van was really rough (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you just don't know the rhythm of it yet. And Uh I decided that there's kind of two times in the day that you just don't expect. And it's right after you wake up. So I have come to love staying in Cracker Barrel parking lots. That's my day. They allow
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: they allow rvs to stay overnight and there's not usually no. trucks yeah it's amazing because they have bus and rv parking so why not
0: yeah
1: and then um walmart is the one that everybody thinks of but they allow semis mm. so it's just more crowded so it just cracker barrel has become my go-to and um when you stay you i would normally wake up at like seven in the morning But Cracker Barrel's already bustling by then, like the food delivery and all this stuff. So what do you do for those hours right after you wake up before you decide what you're going to do for the day? (laughs) So the first problem of the day is like from seven o'clock in the morning until like 10 o'clock. And I just felt like I needed to be driving on to the next spot. And now I know that I can just take my time. I can go to Panera or Starbucks and just get coffee and kind of work myself into things. And then the second time of day that I didn't expect was around like six o'clock at night till eight or so when you're done doing everything you had planned for the day. But it's almost too early because there's still like people are still eating dinner at Cracker Barrel or different stuff. So you don't, there's just times in the day when you don't have a place to be. And that was a feeling that I didn't expect.
0: I don't know what you would call that. Almost just like feeling lost, but you're not lost. You have yeah. a goal, you know. You have all of this, but maybe you're just kind of emotionally and mentally like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting.
1: Completely unexpected, and for the first week. Uh, uh, especially at night, like six, seven o'clock at night, it could almost be overwhelming. Cause it's like, I'm Ooh, supposed wow. to be doing this big trip and having such a good time and all this stuff, but I, I don't know where I should be parked right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Small issues, but it just, it's just probably the one thing that really caught me by surprise. And now I'm three or four weeks in and it's not as nearly as big of a deal. And I know to expect it. And that has made a big difference. Yeah.
0: Well, and also, I mean, yes, this is a physical journey. Literally, you know, literally it's a physical journey, but this is also going to just I think this is going to just change your trajectory. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like throughout like how you're going to maybe view life, view yourself, view how you want to carry on and and so forth and so on. So, I, yeah, I mean, I don't really think that I would really take that into account until it's happening. I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of us really are able to understand the weight of some emotional and mental, um, things that we go through until we're in it. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how to get through it until we go through it. You yeah. know, does, does that make sense? So no, it does. Yeah.
1: And for me, I, I think over the past few years, I've really changed a lot. And I think the one constant is knowing that there's zero chance I could do anything in life and still be the same person. And I think you're always taught to like be you and always be you. And it's okay that that changes.
0: Yes. It's okay to, it's okay to change your mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think a lot of uh, society and especially because thank God we grew up in high you know in high school and middle school without social media because oh, yeah. <laughs> when I went back into you know education and you know I would have students who are like you know cyberbullied and things like that I just constantly kept thinking in my mind I'm so glad we didn't have the internet mm-hmm. like that. We had the internet but it wasn't social media. It was like, oh, okay, sure. I'm going to research on my paper right now. Like, yeah. or whatever, you know, I, I, you know, I recall still using an actual book for a research paper my senior year. You know you what I
1: mean? Required. So, like, it was required <laughs> to and then later yeah, it was now required. it's like the book is outdated. Like if you were right. required to use a book for a research project, it would be outdated.
0: Yes. It would be outdated. And then they're like, where did you get the source uh, of the library? library. Yeah. Where I got the source. So crazy. But at the same time, I just feel like um, because of all of these voices and all of this influence that is now our present day normal, quote unquote, um, it's a lot of times it's like people are like unforgivable. You're mm-hmm. canceled. You're you're this you're that. And I'm like, uh, hello. Hello they decided to change their mind and it's okay Mm -hmm. to change your mind. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to like, you know, I never once ever thought that I would live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but I changed my mind. Like Mm -hmm. this is working for me right now. Is it forever? Probably not. Do I know where I'm going in two years? No. No. I don't know, but it's okay to like just be in the unknown. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people don't understand that, and then they're like, "It's a lot of like guilt and shame." Yeah, towards that.
1: Oh, I totally you know? get that, especially with choosing a different path and something different to do. And other people have uh, questioned, like, "Aren't you worried about getting another job or something?" And it's like, I'm educated, I'm confident, I'm also. Like, I went to Lowe's quite a lot to get stuff for my van build. And it's like, this seems like it would be a good place to work. Like, if yeah. you need a job, you're fully capable of looking and applying. And it doesn't have to be this big grand thing as long as you get past the idea that people think you need certain, certain things to be who you are.
0: Yes. And that's the thing is that they think they need certain things to -hmm. feel successful and to be successful. Honey, I sold everything and moved in my 2011 Malibu (laughs) and everything I owned was in my Malibu. And I was like, later, gotta go. And it was what I I needed. And it's so liberating to like sell your stuff. I'm like, take it. I don't care. Take it. Like, I don't want things. They don't bring me happiness. Mm -hmm. I'm like, take it. I don't care. I I mean, it was to the point where I was like, oh, these curtains aren't selling on Facebook marketplace. I'm just going to put them up for free. And whoever wants to get them between this time and this time they can have them like whoever the curtains are going to go to, I'm sure they're going to appreciate them. Like I don't, it's, it's, it was just to the point where I was like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I needed it like stamped on my forehead. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Whatever it is, it will be. It's just stuff. I know how, you know, I'm like you said, I'm educated. I know how to, you know, I have multiple skills. I know how to get a job. I know how to do these things. I'll figure it out, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is just so cool and so refreshing to hear that, um, you know, other like-minded people are experiencing that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It yeah. makes a big difference when you just know that things could be different and then you work towards doing it. I know when I cleaned my house out because I I thought this was a joke. I thought that I could clean my whole house out and have two totes of things to keep. <laughs> and it, it was admittedly a lot more than that, but it's amazing that probably other than clothes and things I needed in the immediate future, 85% of it were things that somebody had given me, not mm-hmm. things that I purchased over the past yep. few years.
0: Mm-hmm. My biggest things that I wasn't willing to part with, and I'm going to ask you the same thing, but mm-hmm. my biggest thing that I couldn't part with are my books. Mm-hmm. I ha- have... Um, books from college, books from, um, even some books from high school, um, books that I would go to the, I would, there was this really cool bookstore that literally I would get like 20 books for like $5. So like this bookstore by the university I went to in Tampa, I have tons of scripts and plays and it's like, no, I haven't read that script in 10 years, but I have to keep it. There was something, (laughs) about it that I was just like, Oh, but it's such a good story. Like I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't care about my shoes, clothes. I mean, anything. I was like, that's all replaceable, but like, I have to take all my books and my trunk was 65% books. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I don't know to read them, but I have a really cool bookshelf down here in my mom's basement that they're hanging out at.
1: <laughs> you just picked the heaviest option. <laughs>
0: I picked the heaviest, most inconvenient thing to take with me. I was like, my books are coming with me. That was it. That was my thing. I was like, I have to take my book. So what was one thing that was just like either you did to part with or it took you some some time and some healthy consideration to either part with or not part with?
1: I think that most of the things I kept were like, to me, heirlooms, but it's just things that my family had had for a long time, and that was really Mm -hmm. fun. I think what I thought of when you were telling that story was how many shoes I had. It became extremely obvious that for maybe multiple years, my therapy was just buying shoes I would never wear, (laughs) ever. Yeah. I I would say I donated to Goodwill a good hundred pairs of shoes. It felt like maybe it was less because maybe we'll go with 50 and say that if we're doing pairs, it was 50 pairs of shoes. But I until I started cleaning out the closet and like really looking at it, it was just crazy. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm a true, I think I, you know, but I intuitively, I feel like I've always kind of been a true minimalist, but at times I went through phases and I was like, why do I have 16 dresses? I don't wear 16 dresses. I wear six of the 16 dresses. Like, why do I have this many dresses? This is ridiculous, you know, Mm -hmm. but I find myself, and this is my method is that if I haven't touched it in six to nine months, I'm never going to touch it again. And it, and it so holds true because I live in my mother's basement right now, so I'm very limited on space, which is fine. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, I haven't worn that dress since early 2020. It's got to go. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like how I am, you know? Like, I don't want those things. I don't want clutter. Oof, I hate clutter. And it's liberating. Mm-hmm. to get rid of it and it's to the point where I'm like oh I could sell that dress I've only worn it twice but then I'm like just donate it why go yeah. through all of that I don't need I don't need the $25 that I'd maybe get out of it you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you just is it worth the hassle you know and it just but feels so good to get rid of it so it does it does it feels mm-hmm. so good to get rid of it So, you got rid of some shoes, I'm thinking, yes? I did. I definitely did. Okay. Okay. But you have a little cubby in your van for shoes. You specifically made a cubby for shoes. And I was like, interesting. When you were like, and this is for shoes. And I was like, oh, where, what other shoes? I mean, she's hiking. So, she's got to have some sort of like boot. Right? (laughs) So, okay. So, currently, Laura, what is, what is your shoe... Yeah, what is your shoe situation like here in this in this van in this van? Oh no! Um,
1: <laughs> well, I have a really um, a pair of tennis shoes that I can get muddy, a okay. pair of tennis shoes that I hike in, and a pair of tennis shoes that I have for like walking or running. <laughs> okay. And then I I started out with just one pair of sandals, but when I got to Florida, it was too hot, so I had to buy. <laughs> Yes. Oh, no. I bought an additional three pairs of sandals. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have, and this made me even laugh the other day, a pair of, like, black slide-on shoes that are perfect for, like, Indiana winter. And right before I left in the van, it was still snowing. And I won't wear those again till probably October or November. But they're in the
0: van. But they're in the van. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are always prepared.
1: Yeah, that's it. Prepared.
0: Absolutely. Over-prepared. Yes, prepared. Well, we had a very interesting Indiana winter, nothing like the 2020 winter, but um, I can honestly say being a person who lived in Florida for 15 years and then moving back up here, I thought, oh yeah, it's cold, but everybody's like, I can't believe you're moving back into the cold and all this stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, it's fine, you mm-hmm. know, like. It's not like I'm going outside and making snow angels. Like, I'm not doing that. But 2021 winter brought a whole new definition of, like, not preparedness. I just – I mentally and physically wasn't prepared. And I was actually going to um, a doctor because I didn't ever really have a general physician in my whole adult life. And – I just always went to the lady doctor and I just thought, oh, well, that's fine. We're good. Moving on. I'm pretty healthy. And I didn't think of anything like that. So I was like, okay, I actually need to buckle down, get into a physician, like get fully evaluated. I need all of that. I need it done. Like I'm 34 years old. Like it's time, you know? So I went, thank God, I found this amazing doctor, and um, she literally spent like an hour with me just like chatting and getting to know my medical history and like all of this stuff in which, I mean, I I feel like everybody deserves that sort of treatment. I know everybody doesn't get that treatment, which is so sad to me, but at the same time, I was just so stinking grateful that I had that experience, but... I'm telling you, I went to the doctor and I was just like, I'm sorry, how much? You went but I have sure but I have insurance and this is uh you went Well, we did this test and this test and this test. Well, it was in the middle of winter and it was no sunshine and I didn't know how much of the no sunshine thing would actually affect my mental
1: mm-hmm. and
0: wasn't expecting that but like knowing that the doctor was like you lived in florida before here for 15 years and i was like yeah and she was like how are you doing mentally and i'm like oh well um manageable but not everything's okay you know like I just straight up told her and she was just like, yeah, we need to do a vitamin D test too. She's like, you're probably really low. She goes, actually, mm-hmm. probably 85% of Indiana is really low on vitamin D right now. This winter is really intense and you are, you probably, you couldn't even prepare yourself for this um, even if you tried basically. Yeah. yeah. She, so that was just the first time I've ever had that sort of doctor experience. So I was just like, I I was like, oh, I didn't really think about it until she mentioned it, and then I'm like, oh, let me like check in with myself. Like, yeah. am I really, or am I just like going through the motions here? Like, what am I, what am I doing here? You know, like, yeah, the winter was really tough for me. This and this one,
1: it's just so nice that we're in a place where people ask. You know, to think that 10 years ago, a doctor would have never asked about your mental health. And now they know to ask and address it with vitamin D. Like, how awesome is that?
0: Yes, yes. And so I... uh... I, I mean, this really has nothing to do with the subject of, like, our conversation. But I recently got a letter in the mail saying she moved practices. No. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, no. So I immediately, like, Googled her and figured out what practice she's at. And that other practice doesn't take my insurance. So I'm actually, like, I'm still really feeling that out because that was – such a bummer for me. I found that out on Friday and I was like, no, I felt like I found my doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. like I felt like I, I didn't even have to be like, so I'm not really like mentally. Okay. Like I didn't ever have to bring it up. Like she brought it up. Like she checked, she checked all the boxes and that's the first time a doctor has ever done that in my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that was just like, Oh, uh, that crushed me. So I was like, okay, well I'll figure this out. Like yeah. that's part of my Monday adulting like duty, actually. But beyond, you know, me going to work and stuff. It's just like, okay, how am I gonna manage this? So I have you know that to deal with. Again, a first world problem, fully aware. Um, but at the same time, it's like when you find a good one and mm-hmm. then you are yeah, I yep. wasn't expecting. That was rough. That was a little rough. So you are in Tennessee now. You're Mm -hmm. about to make a trek up to back home, back here to Ohio and Indiana?
1: No, I'm headed all the way up to Maine. So there's three more parks, three, four, because we have the park in Ohio. So I have four more parks to check out before I head home. So the parks are Shenandoah, New River Gorge, Arcadia and then Cuyahoga Valley which is actually in Ohio. In Ohio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a big loop and check all of those out and then I'll be home for a couple weeks or a week or two.
0: And okay. Then from there. Nice. Well, Laura, I just want to thank you so much for not only just taking the time and, and being on the podcast, but just like just sharing your story. I mean, it's just sometimes I don't think people understand if they don't do it, but just putting yourself out there on a public platform is very vulnerable within itself. Mm-hmm. But then like this journey that you're going on and like, you're like, I'm quitting my job. I'm selling my house and I'm going to go live in a van. Like not everybody can say they have the courage um, and the, in just the audacity to do that and you're doing it and i applaud you times a million and i think this is so great and i i really wish you the best of luck and all the safety and good juju and um you know i i'm gonna keep watching everybody needs to keep watching laura on the move on youtube she's hiking she's building things she's a badass woman. Hear me roar. That's what I think of you. I think you're amazing. So thank you. I'm just just doing it.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited to, that you asked me to be on the podcast and that you're doing it. I think between the two of us, hopefully, even if someone can't do something this big or just drop everything and go travel, there's something little that they can do. And I hope that that encourages them to take a few steps towards it.
0: Absolutely, I think it just really sends a message of like, go with your gut, go with your intuition, do what you want to do, live your life for you. You know, I, you're the driver literally in this, in this situation, <laughs> but figuratively too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's your life. You're the driver. You make the choice. You know, you make the decision. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we're going through stuff and growth and all of that, we figure out and we either think we're stuck or we're like, no, I'm I'm just going to go through this to get through this and come okay. out the other side. And I think that's mm-hmm. exactly what you're doing. And I just, I applaud you. I think everything is just so commendable. I don't know if I could do that for a whole year. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like never say never. But at the end of the day, like this is just something that is just so Amazing to watch. And I'm just so glad that you're sharing this journey with us.
1: I appreciate that you watch it and that you you enjoy it. I think that's super fun that you actually enjoy watching it and you look forward to the videos.
0: Absolutely. I mean, not only did we just like grow up together, but then, you know, we lived our lives. Like we did our thing and we lived our lives and we went to college and we we did the whole 20s and then we're in our 30s now. And it's just kind of like, all right, well, it's sink or swim. Like if I'm just, am I going to go with all the other sheep or am I just going to be this like lioness who's just going to, you know, go on her own way, you know? And that's, Mm -hmm. that's really, and it doesn't, it's not putting anybody in a certain box. It's simply just saying, I'm choosing me. And I think Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you chose yourself and what you wanted to do. And I love that about you. And I think you're fantastic.
1: Uh, Thank you.